The leaders of three major pharmaceutical companies testified on Capitol Hill this week about the high cost of prescription drugs. The Biden administration outlines how Medicare Advantage insurers can use AI, and Walgreens taps a new executive to lead its healthcare business. It's Friday, February 9th. I'm Jay Carlisle Larson, and this is Just Healthcare Daily, where you get the headlines and health business and policy news in 10 minutes or less. A Senate panel grilled the CEOs of three major drug makers this week over the high cost of prescription drugs in the United States. Executives including Bristol-Myers Squibb CEO Christopher Berner, Johnson & Johnson CEO Joaquin Duato, and Merck CEO Robert M. Davis testified in front of the Senate's Health, Education, Labor, and Pensions, or HELP, committee on Thursday. The committee is chaired by independent Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders, who put part of the blame for the nation's high health care costs at the feet of pharmaceutical companies. Sanders cited a statistic claiming that the U.S. spends roughly $13,000 for every person in the country on health care. The outrageous cost of prescription drugs in America means that one out of four of our people go to the doctor, get a prescription, and they cannot afford to fill that prescription. How many die as a result of that? How many suffer unnecessarily? Nobody knows. But my guess is it is in the millions. And I have talked to many of them in Vermont and around the country. Meanwhile, our insurance premiums are much higher than they should be. And hospital costs are soaring because of the high cost of prescription drugs. He went on to say that the high cost of prescription drugs was putting a significant burden on taxpayers via Medicare and Medicaid drug cost spending. Senator Sanders also criticized the drug makers for making record profits as costs soared. In early testimony, Bristol-Myers Squibb CEO Christopher Berner said that part of the reason drug costs are higher in the U.S. compared to abroad stems from some of the priorities that he said are built into the American healthcare system. The United States has built a healthcare system that prioritizes patient and physician choice, as well as the broad and rapid availability of cutting-edge medicines. This is in stark contrast to many systems outside of the United States, which while they may deliver lower prices, carry an often overlooked trade-off. That patients often wait longer for new medicines that are sometimes never approved or reimbursed. For example, Canadian patients have access to approximately half of the medicines available in the United States, and patients in other countries face a similar reality. Throughout the testimony, lawmakers pointed to patient stories about how the high costs of drugs placed them in life-and-death situations, including a story told by Connecticut Democratic Senator Chris Murphy, in which one of his constituents was forced to choose between their prescription or paying for food and rent. Senator Sanders shared a story of a Nebraska woman who died of cancer after she set up a crowdfunding campaign to pay for the immunotherapy drug Keytruda made by Merck. The list cost of that treatment is more than $22,000 per transfusion, administered once every six weeks. 
The hearing coincides with the first round of the Medicare drug price negotiation process, which was established through 2022's Inflation Reduction Act. All three pharma companies represented in the hearing are suing the Biden administration over the process, but they've also agreed to participate as their cases make their way through the courts. Senator Sanders has notably made lowering prescription drug costs one of his key platform issues in recent years and has dug in his heels at times to make drug costs a priority. Last year, he stalled the appointment of President Biden's pick, Dr. Monica Bertinelli, as the permanent director of the National Institutes of Health in order to pressure the administration to take a stronger stance on lower drug prices, including implementing safeguards that guarantee lower prices on drugs developed by companies that use NIH-funded research. The Biden administration issued new guidelines this week on how, when, and to what end Medicare Advantage insurers can use artificial intelligence, notably when applied to coverage decisions. The Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services issued a final rule on Tuesday for 2024 Medicare Advantage and prescription drug plans. In the rules-related Frequently Asked Questions document, the agency included provisions regarding AI technology. The agency said that though Medicare Advantage carriers can use AI to assist in making coverage determinations, the onus was ultimately on the insurers to ensure that the AI tools comply with all applicable rules for coverage decisions. Notably, CMS said that though insurers can use an algorithm as a tool to assess how long a patient may need post-acute care services, for example, that algorithm cannot be used as the basis to terminate care. AI tools also cannot be used to deny hospital admissions. Instead, insurers are required to assess on an individual basis. CMS also reinforced that these tools need to be assessed for potential inherent bias. Major health insurers, including United Health Group and Humana, are currently fighting legal challenges that allege that they used AI algorithms to routinely deny coverage for post-acute care and other services, and routinely ignored physician recommendations for care, even though the tools are reported to have extremely high error rates. On Thursday, citing an investigation spearheaded by STAT that found that health insurers routinely used these algorithms to deny coverage, U.S. Democratic Senator Elizabeth Warren of Massachusetts called on CMS to prohibit MA plans from using these tools until the agency could verify that AI algorithms reliably adhered to Medicare coverage standards. Retail pharmacy giant Walgreens has replaced the head of its healthcare division as it looks to improve profitability in that part of its business. Walgreens Boots Alliance denounced on Thursday that it had appointed Mary Langowski as an executive vice president and the president of its U.S. healthcare division. Since 2020, Langowski has served as the CEO of Solera Health, a value-based technology company serving employers and payers. According to a release from Solera, she will continue with the company as its chairman of the board. Before joining Solera, she served as executive vice president and chief strategy and corporate development officer at CVS Health, where she's credited with laying the foundation for the company's healthcare services strategy, as well as playing a key role in CVS's acquisition of health insurer Aetna.
Langowski replaces former executive vice president and U.S. Healthcare Services president John Driscoll, who will transition to a senior advisory role, working with both Langowski and current Walgreens CEO Tim Wentworth. This leadership shakeup happens as Walgreens moves to make its healthcare delivery business more financially stable. The company made the strategic pivot to healthcare delivery during former CEO Roz Brewer's tenure. Under Brewer's leadership, the company has poured billions of dollars into its healthcare division, including purchasing a majority stake in primary care provider chain VillageMD for $5.2 billion, as well as acquiring home care company CareCentrics and specialty pharmacy Shields Health Solutions. Brewer left the CEO role in September and was ultimately replaced by Wentworth. Walgreens reported that its U.S. healthcare segment had revenue totaling $1.9 billion in its first fiscal quarter of 2024 that ended on November 30th. However, the division also posted a $96 million operating loss during that same quarter. The division experienced a $152 million operating loss during the same quarter in 2022. To help improve its healthcare finances, Walgreens in October announced it would close 60 underperforming Village MD locations. As of January, about half of those locations have been closed. It's also rumored that it's looking to sell Shields Health Solutions, but that has yet to be confirmed. Walgreens has also laid off more than 650 employees over the last year, including a round of 145 layoffs in late January. Coming up on Monday, we hear the second half of my conversation about healthcare M&A activity in 2023 with Anu Singh, Managing Director and Leader of the Partnerships, Mergers and Acquisitions Practice at Kaufman Hall. In our chat, we talk more about how financially stable health systems are considering less traditional, more strategic M&A deals. If you missed part one of our conversation, which aired this past Monday, you can find it on Kaufman Hall's website or wherever you listen to this podcast. Podcast. This has been Just Healthcare Daily from Kaufman Hall. I'm Jay Carlisle Larson. Thank you so much for listening. If you like the show, please leave us a rating or a review. It helps other listeners find the podcast. You can check out more insights on healthcare business and policy news at JustHealthcare.com. You can also get these insights emailed directly to your inbox when you subscribe to our newsletter, The Gist Weekly.